Hello fellow geeks! Welcome to another episode of Stolen Fate from Level 1 Geek. As usual, we have Chase as our wonderful Game Master, M as the magnanimous Crunk, Katie as the crafty Gingham, and Tori, that's me, as the mischievous Jack. This is the audio version of our actual play video series, which you can watch over at youtube.com slash level1geek. Now, let's roll! Welcome back to uh, Stolen Fates this evening. When we last left off, you guys were getting waved at by Clemeth at Reclaimed Paradise. Before we have you guys enter in here and start interacting with Clemeth, you guys did get last time three basically like pieces of information, the equivalent of discovery. We're kind of fast forwarding the influence system, but you guys did get three pieces of discovery, one from Jack, one from gingham and then you also got one trunk when you were getting your tattoo done because Aaron was chatty you can get one of the easiest ways to influence this person like which skill and in what type of manner you will influence them or you can try to get one of their resistances which is things that might make them not very open to liking you or their weaknesses which is things that might make them like you easier do we just cash in these points and right say, now. yeah, okay, I have an idea. I have a thought. If you yeah, guys you're going are first, cool you already did it. You got it now. I'm going. I would like to use my one to know about the skills one. Jack is very good at a lot of things. He's the skill monkey. So I figure I want to know what skill might be most useful in influencing Clemeth. One of the easiest ways to influence Clemeth is that you have heard around the street that Clemeth really appreciates physical fitness like people who are fit and can demonstrate it she's all about that so if you can display an impressive physical fitness act through athletics that might impress her okay i will share that in character in a moment oh also you guys get your hero point for the session and just a reminder your hero points will carry over you can have a max of three i have two hero points hey all right. What do you want to do, Crunk? I want to know how to not offend this person. Okay, excellent. Clement, and this was told to you by Aaron. Aaron was getting a little gossipy and chatty as he was doing your tattoo. Told you that she really hates lying. If anybody tries to deceive her in any way, it is like straight to fists. Like she hates it. She'll get violent about it. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> like extraordinarily good to know actually <laughs> what about you gingham okay so there were skills there was offense what's the last one weaknesses like ways to swoon yeah them. i want to know ways to swoon just to clarify not that that's a bad move but you can do the others again there are like multiple things if you're like man we're all just weak as hell and we don't want to do athletics you could try to pick another skill Whoa, whoa, whoa. You have to. I'm just making sure you understand your options. I, I do understand my options, but like... Okay. Swoon it is then. Final answer? Yeah, final answer. Final answer. All right. Lemon does not like to admit her bias, you've heard, but she is a little bit partial to those who are well-muscled, and she tends to be a little judgy around people who are weaker. So if anybody is involved in the conversation with it, this is mechanic-wise for you. If anybody with a strength of 15 or higher 
is involved in the conversation, then they will lower her DCs by one for every strength over 15 that they're at. And for every mm. character under 15, they will increase her DCs by one for each one under 15. Hey, Jack, what's your strength score look like? We did go over this last time. It was 10, 10, and was it 19 for you, 19, Krunk? yeah. How about we just will browse? We'll just browse. Yeah, yeah, I think we're approaching She Waves. And I suppose we've been trading information as we've been planning how to approach this conversation. And Gingham will point at an interesting piece of scrap. Oh, Jack, we should go look at that one over there. Yeah, good idea. Why don't you tell me what kind of weird crap you could turn that into? Oh, I I very much can. Yeah. Good luck, Crunk. Give him a pat on the shoulder. You got this. Plymouth reaches the the front of Reclaimed Paradise, opens the gate for all of you. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to Reclaimed Paradise. What can I do for all of you? Browsing? Looking to pick up a hog? We're just going to browse for now, but I think my friend had a few questions for you. Uh And Jack will make a swift exit stage left. Gingham will just kind of skip behind Jack the same direction. (laughs) Hey there, big guy. Name's Clemeth. Nice to meet you. She'll hold a hand out for a handshake. Oh, I'm going to squeeze her hand. Is this, are you going to try to do your athletics? Frank for... reaches over and yeah, we'll uh, definitely try for this athletics chase. All right. I'll have you know that I am not only a master in athletics, but I also have the hefty hauler stuff that makes me like extra swole and can carry cars, essentially. It's ridiculous. Hefty Holler is one of the weaknesses that's going to give you an automatic influence point. So congratulations, you start with one. Yay! Okay, cool. (laughs) I so hope this is a good roll. Oh, it was so close! And then it was... You know what, Chase? I'm using one of my hero points. All right, let's do it. So I give you a plus two and let you take the better result when you re-roll the hero point. Are you kidding me? I'm rolling so bad. All right, 31. All right, a 31. So with your first impression here, Krunk, you start with one influence point. You're going to get one right out the gate because that's a success. And then for every hour of time that you spend with Clemeth, you'll increase your influence by additional one. You're at one an hour. And wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's your strength store, Krunk? 19. 19. So that means you're four over 15. That's actually, that's a critical success. (gasps) forgot to adjust your strength so that's gonna be two per hour so you start right out the gate at three quite a handshake crunk oh yeah i think that we should narrate what this looks like chase yeah is it like firm clap of the hands so crunk comes over right and he's got shoulders squared up he's got his hand kind of pulled back for like a sick dap and then grabs onto her hand and flexes and even his armor groans a little bit as his muscles get real big and he grins at her and looks her right in the eyes as he squeezes down on her hand oh yeah she does the same as your hands clasp it's like dust flies off of your arms that firm dramatic grip Uh, you can see her muscles are bulging she seems like she has a tattoo on her shoulder that looks kind of like Aaron's work potentially always know you can trust a man with a firm handshake woman you know your reputation as one of the strongest individuals around has preceded you (laughs) now you're just trying to flatter me i just do uh i do scrap work 
No, I I mean this absolutely sincerely. I spoke to Aaron today. Got some sick ink. Handball. Oh, you know Aaron. I do know Aaron. Yes. I, I'm sorry. I don't know if you are just a mutual friend of. Uh oh, goodness. What was? I am pals with that little bag of bones. You didn't yeah. shake him down, right? Because then we'll have problems. No, no, didn't didn't shake him down. Of course not. Good. I'm actually looking for your card trading friend. Ah, for my card trading friend. Mm-hmm. That would be, I have to imagine, Dyril? Dyril, yes. Yeah, I know about Dyril. You, you and Aaron chatting it up? We were chatting it up. Apparently, Dyril trades in cards. I am interested in such things. Why don't you roll me a perception, Grunk? Oh, no. Oh, no. Blind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it good? You notice that when you mention Dyrell and you're chatting about it, she narrows her eyes a little bit as if she's trying to get a read on you of why you're looking for him. Yeah, I know about Dyrell. I haven't seen him in a while, but, uh, you know, talked a lot about other friends in the Grand Bazaar, met some of them, Aaron being one of them. And then the uh, artifact purveyor. <laughs> yeah, I know about that one. That stuffy lizard. Is this somebody that I should dread meeting? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, Rikinesh is in our pal group, but I wouldn't call him a pal of mine. A little bit too boring, to be honest. I understand. You know, you come across as somebody who takes care of her friends. Would I be accurate in saying that? Yeah, absolutely. Can I sense motive, Chase? Uh-huh. Go ahead and do that one blind as well. Oh, sorry. Let me re-roll then, because I did not roll blind. Rolling. You know, not you're not getting that vibe from her. She actually looks like maybe coming off a little bit selfish, maybe a little bit vain. Also, everybody gets 30 experience. You're reaching the milestone of two influence. Interesting. Interesting. I take care of anyone who doesn't wrong me. I try to live, live my life, you know? You know, I take it as a matter of pride. I'm strong enough to take care of my friends. Anybody that walks by my side is going to be safe as houses. Ah, what are muscles like those good for if not to protect others? I like to hear that. Well, if you need something, you're welcome to come around and shop around. I'm looking for some extra hands to get some scrap done if you're looking for work. Or if you just had questions, that's really all I can tell you. Sorry to say. Well, you've given me so much conversation. Please, let me assist you for a little while. All right. What about your friends over there? Cut to Jack and Gingham. What are we doing, Gingham? <laughs> oh, so you see this piece? Yeah, what is Gingham holding up to Jack currently? Gingham's got just a sheet of metal. So you see this piece here? If you just put the little fire to it, you can bend it, and then you can make all sorts of things, you know? Who's gonna lean to Crunk? Watch this. Hey, you two! She points at Jack and Gingham. Uh, yeah. Get over here, now! Okay. okay. Jack will head over with kind of grabbing Gingham's, like, shirt and sort of uh -huh. dragging them he along. He looks furious. Is there a problem? Your pal tell me what you did. You're gonna pay that off with work. Hard labor. Oh, 
I look okay. at Crunk. I'm gonna try and communicate with you and with my eyes. It's just like a full on just stare. It just tries to convey. May I may I sense motive on Crunk to to pick up yeah. his hidden meaning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Would you like me to roll a deception or anything or a performance? Nah, nah this will be versus. We'll have it be versus sure. Well, yeah. Why don't we actually have you, Crunk, roll a performance versus their perception DCs? Okay. I'm actually not going to make it versus your perception DCs. I'm going to set a DC because otherwise their good perception will hurt you. Oh, yeah, that's true. What about 27? Yeah. Yeah. You guys get that Crunk's like... What do you want me to understand, Crunk? I didn't say anything. Okay. I, didn't, I did not throw Jack and Gingham under any bus. Okay. Jack will slowly look back toward Clemeth. I'm sorry, I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Your friend said that you might be interested in helping out. I just wanted to shake you down a little bit. And she gives like a little one-two punch to Jack. It's like a little bit too hard. He like actually stumbles back because he is... Well, he's not frail. He's a 10 strength score. Yeah. He's average, but <laughs> she is probably much meatier than he oh, is yeah. Ugh. i hope she doesn't punch gingham no 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 just jack okay <laughs> poor little gingham just goes flying across the yard literally <laughs> made of straw uh, i need some extra hands today one of my employees called out if you wouldn't mind helping out with some extra hands i'd pay you for it oh you guys also gained an influence for crunk going along with the joke meanwhile you big guy what did you say your name was again did we trade names I'm terrible with names. I'm sorry. Uh, we did not actually exchange names, I think. My name is Crunk. Nice to meet you, Crunk. Strong name. What about you two? Oh, I'm Gingham. Oh, good. You do talk. I was wondering if you're like one of the animated golems or... Oh. Yeah, no. No offense. No offense. No, I... You're lovely. No. Thank you. I'm Jack. Nice to meet you, Jack. Oh, yeah, why don't you come help me out, Crunk? I got something I'd like to see a guy like you try out. You in obstacle courses? I don't believe I've ever attempted this obstacle course. Ah, you're going to love this. I put it together. It's real fun. A little bit dangerous. I got some potions. If you get hurt, it'll be fine. Well, uh, as long as we have potions, I suppose nothing terrible could happen. All right, well, come on in. Famous last words. She'll lead you guys through the lovely garden into the shop if you guys are following. Yeah, Jack is grumbling quietly to Gingham. So we get manual labor. Crunk gets to run through an obstacle court. What is going on here? This is not oh. what I signed up for. But that's okay. Then we could just help and we can but cheer Crunk on. It's exciting. And then, oh, and then we can make so many things if we know what's in there. <gasps> if I wanted honest labor, I could go get a job. I've avoided this on purpose, you realize. Oh, but this could be fun, you know, because we get to sort through. <sighs> okay. Go, Crunk. Gingham Ooh. grabs Jack's hand and enthusiastically leads Jack forward. It's going to be so fun. Crunk, you're going to do so good. Those are some good pals. Yeah, well, they're with me, so obviously. <laughs> Yeah, let's go, let's go. She'll lead you through the shop. As you guys go through the shop, this is 
like a garage is the best way I could explain it. The tech in here is quite a bit higher than you generally see around Galerion. There is gadgets and wheels and some steam-powered creations and some burning items that smell like oil. It looks like there's a bunch of vehicles being put together. It looks like vehicles are actually her main product that she sells. And she'll open a big slide-up door out through the back. There is a pretty messy scrapyard, though the front is very well kept and beautiful. Once you get back here to the scrapyard, there is just junk everywhere. It smells like rust and oil and dirt, and it is organized chaos. And notably out in the back amongst all the chaos, there is a raised platform with a series of obstacles, which I'm not gonna describe, because I'm gonna have you guys help me describe it. We're gonna design a little obstacle course if Krunk wants to try. Definitely wanna try it. All right. I wanna see if you can beat the record on this thing. Record currently held by myself. I've of course had a lot of practice, but I'd be impressed. So uh, uh, you two, if you wanna just watch and cheer on for a bit, that's fine. If you wanna get started on the work, I mean, the more you haul, the more you'll get paid. I just need parts taken apart, organized, piled up neatly, put the spruces with the spruces, put the gears with the gears, wheels with the wheels, engines with the engines. Marion crystals and Marion crystals. You know how it goes. Mm -hmm. Yes, all of those things. You should all probably take care of that. Uh, this stuff all looks very heavy. And if you're not proficient in engineering or crafting, probably quite complicated as well. So proficient in crafting. Jack is neither strong nor proficient in crafting. <laughs> this is like his worst nightmare. Although, is there anything that looks valuable here? Oh, probably. But and you, small? Why don't you um, roll me a crafting? Okay. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally untrained, so we'll just give it a go. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> that oh, is hilarious. Man. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you don't really know what any of this is, except you do see one Numerian engine cylinder, and you only know this from some sort of maybe shady, maybe not, but you, you know that those are valuable. Those have gone on the market for quite a bit. An engine? An engine cylinder. An engine cylinder. How mm -hmm. big is it? It's like maybe, what's a good size? Because maybe the size of a football. Quite heavy, like it's solid metal. Okay. All right, Jack is going to take stock of that. Mm hmm And, you know, actually, he thinks that she'll probably be quite distracted with Krunk doing the obstacle course. So Jack looks miserable at first, Gingham, but then he kind of scans over the pile of work. His eyes fall on that, and he says, you know, you're right. I think I'll just go ahead and get started right now. Good luck, Krunk. He... Beelines it off into the piles of junk. <laughs> I just want to sense your motives. Sure. Yeah. No, uh, we'll have Gingham make a perception versus your deception, DC. Okay. That's pretty good. 35. What is your deception, DC? My deception, DC, is a 31. So you can, you definitely sense his sudden shift in attitude. Wait, wait Jack, shouldn't we watch Crunk succeed in... In the thing? Oh. Gingham, let Jack do what Jack wants to do if he wants to work. 
more power to my best friend. Yeah, he looks capable enough. She seems like she genuinely does not mean that. Uh, I went to watch and um, he crunk through on this obstacle course. Then I'll join, if that's okay. Oh, of course. Yeah, let him do his thing. Uh, I do have firm inventory of this uh, scrapyard back here, so if anything goes missing. She seems like she's saying it jokingly. Huh, yeah, that totally got it. Hingham just stares at Jack for a minute and just does the slow blink and then looks back at Crunk. Yeah, Jack just disappears behind a pile <laughs> of junk. Okay, Crunk, you stand up on this pedestal to this quite dangerous-looking obstacle contraption. We are going to make this a three-part obstacle course, and I'm going to have each of you design a section of it. So, Crunk, we'll start with you, because you're jumping into the danger. Basically, you're going to design the section. I'm going to design the DCs and the consequences. So what's the first part look like, Crunk? And it can't be like a pile of pillows, because I will make it a pile of death pillows if you try to scam me. Wow. Okay. Uh, so I was, I was going to say, I'm up on the platform, and the first thing is a bunch of logs that have been partially buried in the ground, but just enough where it's still a little bit loose. And you have to jump from pillar to pillar to pillar. And there's like kind of like a web of them, and some of them are more wobbly than the rest. And so you have to kind of jump to the right ones. Okay. Fantastic. I would let you either roll in acrobatics or in athletics for that. I think I would really like to roll in athletics for that. I'm not going to jump on my short little stubby legs because I'm like seven feet tall with three foot legs. I want to gorilla leap and basically do it with my arms and have my body swinging down below. All right, go ahead and make your check. Let's see what you get. Fingers crossed. 32. 32. That is a success. Not a critical success, but you do get through this part of the obstacle course. So the, the way that this works, you're going to get one obstacle course point. If you fail a section, she's going to have you start over. If you critically succeed, you'll get two obstacle points and then a bonus on the next section. And okay. the points basically represent your time of getting across this obstacle course. So you get through that part. Can I narrate it now that I know that I succeeded? Please do. All right. So Crunk is on this platform, right? And kind of maps out a path in his mind. And then once it's set, he knuckles down on the ground and leaps forward. His one really big spiked arm reaches out, grabs the first one, and launches his body feet first up into the air, where he lands and just starts going with both hands, just throwing himself from one pole to the next. It's very ungainly, kind of odd and disturbing to look at but extremely effective. I love that. All right, Tori, let's talk some real talk for a minute. Okay. You gonna rob this woman? I wanna see if there might be a way to alter the stock of this place. Cause Jack isn't, Jack isn't a dummy. So if she really does keep careful stock of everything, then he would want to try and cover that. So if it seems like something like that might be accessible or he could maybe devise a way to get access to that, he is considering taking this engine. 
because he okay. does have a bag of holding that he could slip this into and then no one would be the wiser. I guess right now he is in the phase of determining how difficult this would be. Okay. Yeah. So as for replacing it with your lack of knowledge in crafting, you don't really know. You do know it's valuable, so it may be sorely missed. And I mean, do you have an idea of how to replace it? It doesn't look like anything around here could. Oh, I mean more fudging the books. Fudging the books. Gotcha. Like okay. it was never here. Okay, gotcha. So that would require some snooping around. So for now, you're just snooping. Yeah, I'm casing the joint. Okay. And deciding if this is worth the risk or not. Fantastic. So in, instead of influencing, are you going to opt to snoop? I guess so, yeah. All right, why don't you go ahead and roll me roll me a perception. Okay. I apologize to... Tori the player apologizes to Katie and M for not contributing at all to our current mission. But... <laughs> Everybody knows the price of having a rogue. Oh, that's very low. You know, I have some hero points. I'll just use one. Okay. That was only a 24, so I'm going to roll again. That's better. 30, 38 with the plus two. 38. 38. Excellent. So you see tucked up along the side of the building, back by the junkyard, you can see there's like a little extension on the building, like a little overhanging wooden shed with a little table and some charcoal and some books. And you do find the inventory ledger. And there's a lockbox below the inventory ledger as well. Chase, why you do this to me? Why you do this? You're the snooping one. I'm just trying to make rogues everywhere proud of me. <laughs> so, I mean, as you flip through it, if, if you are going to flip through are you going to flip through it? Sure. All right, make a death save. I'm just <laughs> Oh my goodness. Chase is making GMs proud everywhere Ooh. who have to deal mm -hmm. with rogues. Not even you take damage. It's just immediately <laughs> make a death saving throw or save or die. So as you flip through, you see a bunch of terms that you don't recognize, but you do see Numerian engine cylinder and it stands out and there's one in the inventory. Okay. There's lockbox with no key that you can see in sight. You can do with that what you will. But before you do, mm -hmm. tell us the next part of the obstacle course for Krug. Excellent. I was thinking about this. The next part is one of those at the carnival games, you know, the rope ladders that are just tied in the middle on either end. And so as you start going up on all fours, it's like twisting and turning and you there's not really a way to actually balance on those. You just have to have pure strength alone because there's no way to really keep them upright. So it's that. And then below the ladder, there are a bunch of old, partly disassembled, like automatons and clockwork things and parts that have been assembled into just makeshift, like a spiked pit kind of thing. It's not like deadly, deadly, but just sort more for show. I think she liked the effect of a rope yeah. ladder. Like it might a hurt a little bit if you death. fall on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I like it. All right, Crunk, how would you like to tackle that? Well, I really liked what Tori said about muscling straight through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's how I would like to get through this. I think that I would love to just go, 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 go. Excellent, and use yeah. my the weight of my body to keep this from spinning out of control. It's just very heavy and steady the whole way through. I'm steady and sturdy, Chase. I love that. I love that a lot. 
You can go ahead and make me an athletics. Are you trained in engineering lore randomly? Engineering lore. I am not an engineering lore. Are you I expert am... in craft? I am not expert. Okay. No bonuses for you. Okay. Go ahead and roll me an athletics. I do have warfare lore. Nah. Okay. That's fine. Not good enough. Because I'm going to do awesome anyways. Right here, right now, I rolled a 5, 26. 26 is literally right on the money. Oh my goodness gracious. So this one's a little tough. It's a little dicey. Takes a little more balance than Krunk was anticipating. He he got low and he thought that he wasn't going to have to use his legs. And there was a moment where the whole thing spun once, twice. His feet came off. He dangled and he just... And Hulk striked himself back up and over and just belly drug himself seal style up this ladder very good there's a nice little safe platform in between you're doing great but yeah that's how you do it keep going you might even beat me he's probably not gonna beat me she says to gingham yeah. gingham you're just kind of chilling you're you're cheering on crunk at the moment right mm-hmm. fantastic before we get to you jack have you thought about your morals during this part of the obstacle? Have I thought about my morals? Are you doing anything with this book or are you just leaving it be? How valuable are we talking here for this you, engine? So you can see that for that engine cylinder, she is selling it for a thousand gold. Whoa. Hmm. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Also a lot of money. To um, take I had an money. idea for you, Tori. My rogue brain kicked in. Hit me with it. <laughs> I was thinking it would be interesting if you looked through like the store logs, because she said she has an employee. What if you framed an employee for Ooh. selling this? Like mark it as sold and the employee's name is next to it, but I there's see. no money. Yeah. I see. I see. You're all going to go visit Asmodeus in hell. <laughs> I'm not. I'll probably end up paying for it. I've already condemned Victoria to death wherever she's journeying without she's no her dagger. Safe. Yeah, she's no longer safe. I may as well get some poor sap to lose their job. No, I, I am curious about this lockbox. Huh? I think before Jack decides, I want to try and peek in here and see see what there is. To see i so jack steals a quick glance back over the shed and uh, back toward the obstacle course to make sure they're still cheering crunk on and that's still happening and then he's gonna drop down by the lockbox and pull out so his bandolier is actually a vault breaker's harness mm-hmm. and he has some infiltrator picks inside so he's gonna Look Look those out and get to work on this lockbox. All right. Roll me a thievery. Okay. Do you have trap sense? I don't. I don't. Just question. Asking for a friend. (laughs) I don't like that question. Asking for a friend. I. It's a feat. It's a feat. Do not. I don't. Cool. Continue with your thievery. May I actually. Okay. I know this is meta. Could I check for traps? Because uh, no. I okay, <laughs> I I only say that because I feel like Jack would be smart enough to do that, but Tori didn't think of it. But it's fine. It's true, but rogues with the feet trap sense 
get the retroactive check. <laughs> Jack is kind of in a rush, so I'll yeah. chalk it up to I, that. So to be fair, I applied if traps were present with your initial perception. But if you had trap sense, mm. I was going Got to it. Go. Got it. Got it. Okay. Here we go. Rolling thievery. Lucky 40. for you, that's a crit success. Yay! So you open it up just fine. And as you're fidgeting with the lock on this, it seems pretty simple, but you realize it's actually too simple. And there's maybe something a little fishy and you're able to find another way around the easy lock and you pop it open. It looks like there was some sort of trap in the lock when you pop it off, but you do get it open. Inside there is a pile full of coins and there is a huge key ring full of very weird shaped keys, like maybe 12 of them. Have I seen anything? The keys you can imagine. Well, are you trained in craft? No, we've been over this. Mm, I got a nat 20. That's the only reason I know about this engine thing. You have no idea what the keys are to, but you do see a quick glance of the gold as it looks like it's maybe around 300 gold in that lockbox. Got it. Okay. I think I will leave this stuff for now. This seems like something that Jack might tell Gingham about later, if Gingham might know what these keys could possibly be to. But since he does not know inherently what they're for, and I'm guessing in my quick perusal around the scrapyard, I haven't seen anything that might clue me in of like, oh, I saw these weird keyholes over there. Not with your not with your crafting training. Yeah. So he's going to assume that maybe those keys are more trouble than they're worth. So you're popping the lock back on? Yeah. Yeah, I want to try my best to... Chase has evil DM face. He really does. Do you want to put that back? You have resting evil DM face. Uh, so you're gonna you're gonna relock the the lock box. Or just leave it there. Just, just gonna you're just gonna close it and mm-hmm. put the lock back. Okay. I am gonna do that. I'm gonna try to do that. Also, for what it's worth, in case you're keeping some kind of mental timer on me, Chase, I do have quick unlock. So it only takes one action for me to unlock. Yeah, yeah, I already looked at your character sheet. Okay. We're, we're good. <laughs> I've been doing snooping of my own. I, cool. Yeah. Yeah, you reset it just fine. The trap doesn't seem to be triggered by any sort of mechanism when you click it shut. So it's fine. And the lockbox is restored to normal and you're good. Okay. So Gingham, as you're cheering on Crunk, mm-hmm. you, you maybe get a little bit more tense than before at this last section of the obstacle course. Because this last section of the obstacle course looks quite a bit more extreme than the rest. So Katie... You're going to describe this last stretch, but whatever your idea was, turn it up by like 10. Oh, man. Okay. It's a metal cylinder that goes up, up, up. And I was going to say it's riveted, but I guess I'm not anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a metal cylinder. There are footholds, but they are probably eight to 10 feet apart to jump up and grab to get to the top. So it's, it's definitely a, you can hop and grab and hop and grab again, but they are just so spaced out to try to grab and pull yourself up and then get to the next one. And it is smooth sheet metal welded roughly together all the way around with these random footholds spaced so far apart. This is like Legend of Zelda climbing status. Hope you got your endurance rings there, Crunk. (laughs) Me too. He told me to up it. (laughs) All right. 
Okay, that is that's what you got to deal with, Crunk. Now you are on, you're on this platform. You've made it this far. You see this very challenging section in front of you. Now you have a mechanical decision to make here. You're probably pretty tired after those last two, right? So you can either take a breather before you jump into this next part, or you can push through. If you push through, you will become fatigued. As a reminder, the fatigue condition does not go away until you get a full night's rest. And it gives you a minus one status penalty to AC and saving throws, and you can't use exploration activities while traveling. Interesting. I want to beat the time. So you can push through and go fast, or you I can I want to beat the time. Want to beat the time? I think okay. we're gonna. I think that we're gonna push through. Or Crunk you could been... just take a lot more time and stall for, mm. you know, just maybe anything else that might be happening. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ride the obstacle yeah. course. Yeah, oh, I just, just something to think about. I, I understand huh. what you're saying to me, but Crunk. No one's watching. Is you. the type of person that puts his absolute all into anything that he does. So I think we're gonna. Th- fling ourselves into it in the hopes that Jack will be proud and happy. Okay, Please, I love Em. It. <laughs> Way to make me feel like an even worse human. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Crunk. This one is definitely athletics. Like, no, no doubt about it. So why don't you go ahead and make me an athletics check? You'll become fatigued after the check. Chase, I have something called wall jump. Uh-huh. I did not know that. <laughs> I'll give you a little bonus for that. I'm just going to lower the DC, though. Okay. Go ahead and give me your roll. Okay. I also have Titan Wrestler. Nah, you're not going to Titan Wrestle this climbing just pillar. Just tear the cylinder off its foundation. Tip it over. <laughs> just, I'm going to tear it up, lay it down, and then just crawl through. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like Captain America does. He just mm-hmm. undoes the flagpole, puts it down. <laughs> I don't know why my heart's beating so fast. I'm going to roll a six. 27. 27 hero point with wall jump is right oh. on the money again. Yay. <laughs> Chase, am okay. I gonna beat her time? Are you gonna beat her time? No. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna hero point. Okay. This is worth zero hero points to be sitting on. You need 10 higher to beat her time on this roll. I ro- oh no. I get a plus two, so I need eight higher. Oh, you can that do means it. I need to roll a 14. You can do Heck. it. You okay, yeah, it. of course. Of course I can do it. This is going to be super easy. Nope. 32. 32. 34. 34 with my bonus. Are you sure that with my wall jump feed? You were looking for a 37 for the critical success. So you get through this obstacle course. And you're climbing up that pillar. She gives Gingham, she grabs your shoulder, Gingham, and squeezes kind of hard as she's like getting tense. He might beat it. He might beat my time. Oh, he pulls right. out some kind of like little like scrapyard pocket watch with little gears and stuff. And they just go, go, go. And uh, you get to the top of the pillar and you hop down to the end and she snaps it. Ah, you missed it by a hair. She'll Aww. come walking over and she'll pat you on the back. That was amazing. You almost got me. You were two seconds off. That was your first try. Oh, you know, I uh, I really think that you should give me a second go around, considering it was the first try. <laughs> you want to do it again? Oh, 
boy. Oh, yeah? I could if you wanted if you wanted to see that happen. But I mean, you probably, it's okay. I don't have to beat your time. His muscles are jelly at this point, trying to play it off as like generosity to her. But actually, he does not want to do this again. Yeah, let's have you keep running until you beat the time. I think you can do it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well. All right. So you're going to, are you going to keep running it back? Yep. Cool. So you'll keep running it back. Meanwhile, she's going to turn to Gingham. Uh, if you want to get paid for the day, you're probably going to have to get started on some things. I'll be coaching him through and I'll put myself to work too. You don't have to worry about that. Oh, okay. I, you don't have to pay. I wonder if instead, maybe I could take a few items from here. If you would think that would be fair anyway. Because, see, I I make things too. And she'll hold out a few baubles that she's made. They've made the jade bauble. And I think I have a bear. Albert Claw. You have a fear gem also. I have a fear gem. They're just going to pull out an a gallows tooth. They're just going to pull out all of the random assortment of things they've made. <laughs> Maybe we could do a trade. Those are kind of cute. I mean. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I mean, like, I'd maybe uh, hang them up on the workshop wall, kind of like, you know, some people put art up on the wall for things. Oh, well, they're very useful beyond that. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they look like it. Sure. Sure. They are. Do you have a weapon? No, 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 no. Got two weapons right here. Oh. Well, if you... Does she have, like, um, hand wraps? No. Oh. But you are very strong. Ah, thanks. Well, I guess we'll go find Jack now. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Good luck, Crunk. You'll do great. <laughs> you guys do get one influence point for you passing the obstacle course and 90 experience. What are we up to now with points? Oh, influence points? You guys are up to five. Okay. And eight is the max? Eight is the max. All right. So with that, I mean, Crunk, you're going to be running the obstacle course back. So why don't you go ahead and give me an athletics? Wouldn't I love to? And then Gingham and Jack, what are you guys going to be doing while Crunk's trying to beat Clement's time? Oh, Gingham's going to go find Jack. What's Jack doing? What is Jack doing now after the lockbox is returned and everything's fine? Well, he hadn't left the inventory book yet. He was still trying to decide what exactly to do with that engine. Cool. And Jack's had a book. That's the more valuable thing in this I just, scenario. I'm just... I want to see if I can sneak up on the rogue. This is an unintentional stealth, but I would still like to roll it if that's okay. Yeah. Because it's weird. Versus Jack's perception, DC. Oh, Jack's going to see them. Yeah. Kingham knocks a couple of things over, <laughs> I think, because they just like kind of touch it and it falls down and then they just, oh, Jack, what are you doing? Kingham, get over here. And he oh, grabs what? Kingham and like pulls ah. them over and like down and be quiet. We're not supposed to be over here. What? What are we here then? I'm seeing if we can get even more out of this little side adventure. By working more hours, right? Something like that. Well, more like getting more bang for our buck. You know what I mean? No. Why don't you just get started on 
the pile over there. And he points, like, across the yard, far away from here. Um, no, what are you reading? Just this. I'm getting acquainted with the inventory, so I know what it is we're moving. I'm not really into all this stuff like you are, so I figured I would just try and get a feel for how to sort all this stuff. Oh, but you saw something earlier, earlier, didn't you? You know, when Crank was talking to, to Clemeth, your eyes just kind of flickered, and then back. But you saw something. What did you see? Is it exciting? Yeah, it's it's really exciting. From a financial point of view. To steal from Clemeth. You don't have to call it that. Also, you shouldn't say that very loudly. Oh, I don't think I'm talking all that loud. Okay, but even so, let's just... Why don't you just get started on the work, and I'll get started on my work, and we'll both be finished at the same time. I, I just, I worry that you're going to piss off someone who's quite strong and who's been very nice so far. It's fine. I'm gonna... Figure out a way to make it all balance out in the end. Okay. I'll go do some work then. Working. <laughs> if skull eyes could narrow. No, there's just like the, the light in their eyes just kind of, you know, does this. <laughs> <laughs> Narrowed eyes. Just Narrow. walk away backwards. Yeah, just backwards. Like... I'm going to be over, like, points blindly to a spot there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, sounds good. I'll catch up with you. No problem. But just can I roll a craft to see what's around? Yeah. Are you trying to, like, work and... Uh, yeah. Bingham wants to be useful to Clement. Yeah, you can roll a craft to, like, be useful. Yeah, because I'm a, I'm a master in craft. Oh, uh, like, yeah. Uh, other people uh that's a 33 all right that's a critical success so that's gonna get you straight up two influence points to seven you guys are so good at this good job you guys <laughs> yeah i mean when you're not trying to steal from people like you did pretty good oh my <laughs> and crunk let's see what your athletics is on this so chase i was gonna ask pretty please if maybe I could roll with advantage since I did such a good job previously and I didn't fail anything. I would like to kindly tell you that advantage does not exist in Pathfinder 2E, but you may roll with fortune. Yay! Oh my <laughs> gosh. It, it wow. happy. That was so mean. Gross. <laughs> Vomit. <laughs> 34 34 is a with success with my bonuses with your bonuses which we know is still a success because okay. you needed a 37 but okay. after an hour of trying this you finally beat Clemeth's time yeah, yeah she gets very excited Gingham's working and, and doing a really good job she's watching Crunk and like partway through the progress she goes over and she comments on Gingham man you're uh, pretty useful with your organizing here yeah, because you know this goes over here and it could make that work. 
points to something else. And then, you know, a really interesting combination is if you take that pile and then combine it with that pile, oh, you can make some cool things. I'll be damned. Uh, if you're ever looking for a permanent job, oh, oh, he's going to do it. He's going to do oh. it. And she runs over to Crunk. Gets all excited. He's going to run behind Clement. <laughs> Gets all excited as Crunk is going over the finish line to beat her time. Now, in this hour, Jack, what are you doing? Gosh, I hope it doesn't take Jack. me an hour. No, I mean, like, within the hour, are you committing yeah. crime? <laughs> are you committing crime? petty larceny within an hour? <laughs> yes, I will. I will attempt to doctor the records in such a way that I can steal this engine mm-hmm. without it being missed immediately okay all right here let's see create forgery you do have a sample of the person's handwriting that's going to give you a plus four okay and you are going to roll a society okay i thought you were going to say crafting (laughs) i was ready to rage quit yep no it's a society so plus four yep all right pretty good 36 all right, that's a 36. You feel pretty good about the forgery. Now why don't you go ahead and roll me a stealth to see if you do it without being noticed? A okay, stealth, not thievery. Yep. Okay. Oh, uh, no. that's a 25. Mm-hmm. If that is if I if I need more than that, I will spend a hero point. You do. You do need more than that. All right. I'm spending a hero point. Chase's smug smile. Like, yeah, you know, Jack could go to jail session three. That'd be that'd be something, right? Roll. Is that a 28 total? So it's a 28 total. That's exactly what you need. Oh, thank goodness. Are you kidding me? Wow. (laughs) The the rogue dice gods are smiling on my shenaniganery. Fantastic. Yeah, you see Clemeth gets attention on you for just one second and then gets distracted by Gingham's excellent work and takes notice off of you. So yeah, you're able to forge the documents and you are taking the engine cylinder? Yeah, I'm taking the engine cylinder and I'm going to slip it smoothly into my bag of holding. Boom, got it. Add it to your character sheet. Okay, and then I am generally going to... Try and feign. Oh, it's not even really going to be feigning, but I'm going to just look useless because <laughs> I think that I am going to be pretty useless. Here. Yeah, she she looks at you like a total disappointment and Gingham is just like the golden child. And That's then fine. Crunk is the goldener child as yeah. uh, he finishes the obstacle course. Yeah, ja- actually, in fact, I want to lean into this. Jack is really going to lean into this because then he thinks that this will further throw suspicion off of him. Like, he couldn't possibly know that that engine cylinder was valuable if he can't even tell, you know, the rotor from the this gear over here and this piece of equipment. So he is just really trying to, to sell that to her. Okay, excellent. So after this all wraps up, she goes running over to Crunk, and Crunk, she comes over and slams you on the shoulder. I can't believe you did it. I, I mean, I can't. I knew you were going to do it. Fantastic. Just an hour. I've been practicing this for days, and I oh. built it myself. Uh, I mean, it was difficult. Don't get me wrong. I uh, I struggled with it, but 
certainly wasn't something impossible for me, obviously, but thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. That's that's nice of you to say. Ah, yeah, of course, of course. This is the most fun I've had at work in days. It's just awesome to see some great people up. And I, hey, you were a huge help. What was it? Uh, John? John, you, you did good, too. Thanks. Thanks, pal. Uh, yeah. I mean, first off, Gingham. Here's some payment for you for the day. I don't even think I need anything else. You reinvented my entire system. That's going to help a ton. Take 50 gold for the trouble. Oh, no, that's okay. You, I really liked it. Ah, shut up and take it. This is my lazy employee's bonus. He's not getting it anymore. Oh, no, that's still okay. I I enjoyed it. Don't take it. I'm going to give it to Krunk. I like the guy. Oh, you should give it to Krunk. Krunk did so good today. And he worked very hard. She leans over to Krunk. That was way too nice. Just make sure that you get this to him at some point. Like, sneak it in their bag. I don't know. Of course. Yes, of course. I, I'll, I'll make sure that happens. Anyways, thanks for all your help today. Now, listen, my goods that I sell here, my vehicles specifically, they're a bit exclusive to who I sell them to. So you're all on the list. If you ever want to buy anything from Reclaim Paradise, I'll put you at the front of the list. Give you a 10% friends discount. Ooh. So players... Okay. That is for you. You can check in the Grand Bazaar at any point if you want, and you can see if you want to buy a vehicle. There's a list of them that you can buy from Reclaimed Paradise. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah. Gingham is going to pull out a gallows tooth and hold it up to Clemeth. This can be something you hang on the wall. Ah, I love that. Yeah, thanks. Cute. Hi. Cute. Now, uh, can I level with you all? I wasn't completely open with you about Dyrol. Uh, I didn't know if you were really friends. To be honest, I'm a little bit worried about the guy. I was having a talk with him the other night. We all went out drinking. You know, we got a little emotional. We got deep in the drink, started to open up. And I mean, we were talking about his, uh, his obsession. I call it obsession. He's obsessed over his collection. More than I consider healthy. And he was telling me that once, if he ever found a really rare magical card, he'd consider giving up his card peddling business. But then after he thought for a minute, he admitted that if he did, he'd get a very powerful magic card. And if that happened, then dangerous people might come after him. He was getting all worried and paranoid about it. And I laughed it off at the time and I poked his bony little shoulder, told him it was a good reason to get into better shape. And I laughed it off. But, uh, now that people are looking for him and I haven't seen him in a bit, I'm, I'm getting a little bit worried about him. I imagine your friends and you're out looking for him. I am disturbed to hear such a thing. Yeah. I have come across a card and I wish to speak to him for his professional opinion, but... Wait, so you're just I business have... associates? No, I was attacked by someone because of the card and because of what I'd spoken to Aaron about, I was concerned about the safety of your friend. Well, I'm glad somebody's looking out for him. I would go out and look for you if I could. I already notified the authorities. I don't really have time holding down the business. Everybody's been calling out. So, I mean, if you'd go out and look for him, I'd really appreciate it. I'd consider it a personal favor for me. 
I don't know where to start looking, but I remember we had a conversation a while back. He was familiar with some of the, the specialty repair tools that I use here. I didn't know how he would know about those. And when I told him I was surprised about it, he mentioned something about having an abandoned forge that he'd go to if he was ever in trouble, which is not a likely place for him to be. So I guess that's why he picked it. I don't know what the forge was or where it was, but I hope that helps if you're looking for him. A forge. An abandoned one. Does this sign look familiar to you? Jack will pull out the crumpled drawing from Arin with the horse on it. Doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, it's a horse. I hope you know it's a horse, right? Yeah, it's a pretty bad drawing, but you can tell it's a horse. <laughs> Better than I could do. But no, sorry. Doesn't mean anything to me. You guys gained 80 experience. You're maxed on influence. Anyways, you're all free to go. I don't need any more help today. It was a pleasure meeting you all. And, you know, if you ever need more work, or if you ever want to come run the obstacle course for fun, you're all welcome. And, of course, if you want to buy something. Okay. Thank you again. It was wonderful to make your acquaintance. You as well. Good luck out there, Crunk. And you as well. She gives another earth-shattering handshake. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are you guys parting ways? Yeah. Jack needs to get out of there as quickly as possible. (laughs) Yeah, when we get out, Gingham's going to tuck on Jack's pants. Yeah, what's up, Gingham? What were you writing in that book? Can we talk about this later? No, I want to talk about it right now. Crunk's going to look a little bit surprised and say, Gingham, that is not very polite. If someone has something they don't wish to discuss, then we should respect their wishes. Yeah, we should respect their wishes, Gingham. (laughs) The narrowed eyes again. Yeah, Gingham, we should respect their wishes. (laughs) You shut up. There's some mocking child in the streets. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't... Chase, can I intimidate and glare that child? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) Yeah, after all, they're terrified. They bolt. Oh, amazing. Yeah, just like narrowed glance their direction and they run. Yeah, they scream. <laughs> okay, fine. We can talk about it only because I'm pretty sure I'm going to need your help to sell this thing anyway. Because I don't, I only kind of know what it is. Mm-hmm. Pardon? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Gingham motions either for Crunk to come lower or for Gingham to go up on Crunk's shoulder so that they can whisper in Crunk's ear. Also known as Gingham does uppies. Uppies. Yeah, I was <laughs> right about to say uppies. that Crunk's like, I don't really know how I feel about this upsies business, but hmm. Very reluctantly tall. pick up like a toddler. Okay, let's at least get out of the way of all the foot traffic. I imagine we're just standing in the middle of the walkway of the Grand Bazaar. Jack yeah. sort of grabs both of them and moves toward just getting out of the way. Before um, we proceed, do any of you want to roll, re-roll your society or whatever on with your second clue? Oh, yes. Yes, please. Oh. Yeah, I would like to be esoteric about it. Yep, yep, yep. Roll Every esoteric time. lore and or societies. I got a 29. I really can't roll above a 12 tonight. 28. A 30. Excellent. So, Crunk and Gingham. You guys do put this together after you think about it a little bit. You think about the horse. You think about the abandoned forge. 
And you have heard of a place you've maybe passed by in the bazaar before. The sign was actually on the ground, you remember, as you were walking by it. But you do remember an abandoned forge with a similar sign named Stirrup and Barding, which is up to the northwest edge of the Grand Bazaar. Oh my goodness, if there is a thing with a horse thing, the upward what side? Upper northwest. And no, the sign is not on the map. Okay. That would have been fun, though. I was like, man, they could have legit done Where's Waldo. Yeah. Yeah. They really could have. But yeah, it's right here. Okay. Well, I feel like that was a missed opportunity, but that's fine. (laughs) To hide a little horse sign somewhere in the Ah. the colorful Um, map. And just as you guys are about to discuss the theft, you guys hear a lot of commotion just off to the west a little bit. Uh, I said northwest. I meant northeast is where my apologies but to your west currently you see a bit of commotion and you see a few priests that are wearing some robes marked with little healing symbols of desna you recognize them they're, they're healers that sometimes patrol around and others saying, out of the way please out of the way someone's hurt and they're rushing off to the west and we'll pause there and we'll take a break off there was some healers rushing past you guys to the east shouting out of the way someone's hurt oh we should likely help them if someone's hurt i have some healing capability left today oh yeah we should help people in need jack looks mostly just relieved that he didn't have to talk about what they were about to talk about he says oh absolutely we should definitely help if somebody needs our help there's a pointed look from Gingham to Jack. <laughs> That's it. All right, you guys are going to engage. Yeah, Krunk's running as fast as his stubby little legs will take him. Which means Gingham's also coming. Because they're <laughs> on Krunk's shoulder. <laughs> All right, you guys turn around a corner, you push back, you know, the crowded streets. And there is a clearance in the crowds that's being made. You can see some law enforcement is pushing people back. You guys can see a big burst of of healing energy, a three-action heal, as they call it in the mechanics. You hear somebody shouting angrily, that's what you get for stealing from someone. Ah, you little, I should have put you out of your misery all the way. You actually recognize the voice, Jack. This is the this is the dwarf gentleman that helped you out fixing your rapier. Oh, he's the one getting mad. Yeah, yeah, you can see he's yelling at some kind of like beat up crumpled body on the ground. Okay. No one interferes with love. Nobody should take souvenirs like this. It's just wrong. You damned thief. I don't happen to recognize the thief, do I? You just see a, a small little crumple of person and bright pink hair. Oh, it's Victoria. He turns around and he catches glimpse uh, at you, Jack. Oh, by the gods, they brought you here. This is the one. What was your name again? Oh, what was your name? I'm so sorry, I forgot. He's asking me? Yeah. He pushes past the crowds. Law enforcement kind of pushes people away. Some of the law enforcement's lift up this crumpled 
body on the ground. And you can see they're now conscious from the healing energy and it is a twirly little pink mustache. Oh, shoot. <laughs> this uh, dwarf gentleman is holding up a familiar dagger. That thief there stole your dagger for you. He tried to sell it to me, telling me it was some kind of artifact, trying to rip me off. I recognized it, though. So I beat the bloody hell out of him, and I got the law enforcement involved. And I got your dagger back for you. <laughs> Jack. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Jack keeps his composure, and he says, Wow. That is truly above and beyond what I would expect. I I thought I had lost this forever. I thought I would truly never see this dagger ever again in my entire life. Ah, the fates have it. You're getting it back. And you can hear the gnome off the distance. He sold it to me for elixir. He said that it was an artifact. I believed him. He scammed me, I swear. Shut up! Don't you speak that name in lies ever again. Victoria is this man's true love. But no one gets in the way of true love, especially past true love. I'm so sorry, son. Here. I appreciate this so much. Please, let him be. Everyone is just trying to survive on these streets. One of the guards gestures. It's all right. He's been wanted for other things. You really, you did us a favor by drawing attention to it. So this all worked out. Oh, he looks at Kingham. See, it all works out. It it was all meant to be. Thank you Aww. so much, kind sir. And I will once again pocket that dagger. <laughs> he pats you on the shoulder, wipes the tear away. Now you be careful with that. Lots of swindlers out in the Great Bazaar here. Oh, don't I know it? I'll keep a I'll keep a watchful eye out. Good lad. Crowds kind of disperse. They take the uh, gnome away and people go about their business. I would like to take a moment, Tori, if that's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. To applaud Chase for the creativity <laughs> of bringing this damn dagger back. I'm telling you, this whole campaign is actually just who's got the dagger. Yeah, now Chase is saying your move, Tori. Yeah. 100%. Indeed. <laughs> All right. So... We just need to check out the last location on the map here. I think that mm-hmm. was the reliquary, right? Let's get going. Jack will turn quickly and start off in the direction of the reliquary. Oh, right, of course. Now, do we need to go to the reliquary, Jack? We know where we need to go. That's true. Unless you think that this other friend potentially is in need of something. Well... I don't know exactly what we're going into. Apparently, Dyrol was maybe worried about his safety. I don't know that his other friend is going to know any more about what's going on, so... For a time gauge, if you guys need it, at this point, you know, you started early in the morning at three moves ahead. It's probably now like the sun is going down. It's probably early in the evening, maybe like 7 p.m. The Grand Bazaar... It's a little dark and it starts to get lit up by lots of beautiful torches, magical lights. It's a pretty gorgeous sight at night. Still is bustling, still is busy. But yeah, it is uh, the early evening. Why don't we sleep on it and see what we make of everything that we've gathered so far in the morning? You don't really want to be around the Grand Bazaar at night if you don't have your head on a swivel. 
You never uh, know who might be trying to snatch what. Oh, yeah, you never know, do you? You're wise as always, Jack. I will follow your lead. Thank you, Crunk. As will I. I guess in that case, Jack will head toward his favorite tavern. His favorite place to hang out. His favorite affordable tavern. His favorite affordable tavern where maybe they gamble, maybe they have drinks and food and stories and maybe a place to sleep. I can absolutely see Jack going in and like gambling away the dagger to somebody mm-hmm. in order to have a free room for the night. What? No. <laughs> that doesn't sound that is... like him. Okay, so you guys are heading off to go take a rest then, correct? Yep. As you are heading off to go rest for the evening, as soon as you start heading out, Gingham, your mm-hmm. eyes flash with blue, and you start seeing like a vision. It's like your consciousness flies up into the sky, and then it starts just spinning. You see the whole Grand Bazaar, and it twirls, and it just looks like a rainbow swirl as you start it's almost kind of dizzying. And then suddenly your consciousness just snaps down to the streets. And you see an image of an elf gentleman carrying behind him in a panic a cart of cards, some of them flying off into the distance. It looks like he's running away in a panicked hurry. Who wants to describe what this gentleman looks like? Probably Gingham, since it's their vision. Take it away, Katie. This elf man has a fabulous gold-lined purple cloak that has a repeating mandala. Is that, yeah, mandala pattern on it that kind of goes out. There, they've got a brown suit underneath, very, very pointy ears. I would describe this as a Mr. Spock haircut with a goatee. <laughs> nice. This suit is also very ill-fitting. It doesn't quite go down to their shoes. It hits right above the ankles and right above the wrists. Yeah, he's very Spockish. That's how I would describe his face. Spockish. Yeah, I see that. I like it. So this gentleman does not look very composed in your vision, though. He is frantically running, sweat dripping down his face. You can see him looking behind himself as if he's being pursued. Though you just see people in the Grand Bazaar, some people are giving him some funny looks. He's kind of creating a scene because his big wheelbarrow full of cards is kind of making people move out of the way. Some people flashing him some rude gestures and shouting, but you don't actually see anybody pursuing him. And then uh, the vision, your consciousness snaps back to yourself and you are currently where you were. The funny thing is, Crunk and Jack probably didn't notice at all because Gingham was riding on Crunk's shoulder. So it's not like Gingham stopped in the street or anything. We probably just kept walking. That's hilarious. Gingham just goes limp for a minute. No one notices. Makes sense. <laughs> Gingham will snap up. <gasps> Wait. We can't go drinking right now. There's someone who is running. They have cards. And a pretty purple cloak, too. And they're an elf. We should go find them now because I think they're running right now. Hey, uh, Jack. What? Jack. Yeah. What the fuck is Gingham talking about right now? (laughs) 
I was hoping you would know. They're the one riding on your shoulder. You uh-huh. have a lot more conversations with them than I do. Yeah, um, it was just nothing. N- absolutely nothing but up to this point. Kingham, what the hells are you talking about? I, I saw just now there was an elf. They had a cart full of cards. Chase, do I know what direction it looked like they were running with everything? Nah, everything got so dizzying from the spin up above that you had a hard time keeping your bearings. You can roll society to see if you uh, recognize, like, any of the buildings they were running by. There's a tag lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's definitely what I was going to roll anyway. Literally, this is happening, and I feel like Frank and Jack are looking left and right for an elf with the cards. Like, somehow, maybe they missed him and just see nothing. <laughs> and they just totally. share, like, a look Do back and forth. that orc with the with the wheelbarrow that 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 was full of a bunch of vegetables with your 26 gingham you don't recognize any of the buildings but you do up ahead you see on the ground in front of a building a horse sign you don't see the horse sign nearby you saw that in your vision sorry to clarify no it wasn't the orc but there was a horse sign oh we should go that way I thought we decided we would sleep on it and then, you know, eat good food, sleep in a bed, eat more good food in the morning, then do everything else. The elf man, he was running and he looked quite distressed. (sighs) Do you think this is Dyrol? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Because we've been talking about cards, it could be. Okay, hey, Crunk. Yeah. I'm beat, and I'm starving, but I've also had two very weird, vivid visions from the card in my pocket, and so I'm kind of thinking that maybe this is what happened to Gingham, and unfortunately, I have to admit that I am inclined to believe them on this particular thing, as much as it pains me to say that. Thank you. Uh, Starving? Did I hear someone say starving? Some gentleman in a cloak with long black hair, full beard, comes stepping up. Did I hear you, sir, say like you were starving? Are you eavesdropping on our conversation? Eavesdropping. I have a sense for this kind of thing. I can spot the hungry and I can spot the capable. And you, sir, are capable and hungry, and you only need to be one of those things. We can get rid of that hunger. You ever heard of a seven-course apple? No. He flicks his wrist and he's suddenly holding what appears to just be a normal looking apple. This here, sir, seven course apple for a mere price of 20 gold pieces. I know it it sounds steep. Stay with me. Stay with me. Seven course apple. This will change your life. It'll change the way you eat. It is the height of exquisite dining. One bite into this, it's going to take you through every step of every meal of the day. Some eggs, some bacon, some fine meats for lunch, a very fine stew for dinner, ending with some roasted marshmallows. It's delicious. It's different every time. You'll love it. Oh, Inspotive. This looks horrid, Crunk. It is potentially straight garbage illusioned into an apple. Like right. He is spewing garbage out of his mouth right now about this apple. I'm going to reach as if I'm reaching for the apple. And instead, I'm going to just grab onto his wrist. 
and my big meaty sausage fingers enclose his wrist like a manacle as I hold him very still. And Krunk's gonna say, if me and my friends buy this apple, we bite into it and we find hey, hey, whoa, whoa, that you, excuse me, I am not done talking. And if we bite into it and we discover that you have indeed lied to us, well, that would entitle me to some things. And I want to be clear on the conditions of such a purchase before we continue forward. First and foremost, if you lied to my good friend Jack and my acquaintance Gingham, I will tear your arm from your body and beat you with it. Uh, please, sir, please. After, I, no, no uh, violence. Oh, you're, you're interrupting me again. Please, please. Uh, apologies. Apologies. Withhold. If, again, my good friend Jack and my person that I just met, Gingham, we were to eat this apple and discover that you had lied to us, I would have to learn where you live and take everything that belongs to you. Those are the two conditions if you lie to me and my friends. So why don't you try this again? What is this thing you're offering us and how much does it cost? The, the man looks absolutely terrified and he gently tries to pull his wrist away. No. As you finish. It doesn't move. Sir, please. I, I will get the authorities if we resort to violence. Um, Crunk, Crunk uh, I, think he, I think he gets the idea and Jack will gently take Crunk's hand and try to just very softly, not forcing, he's just going to, we're good, we're good here. I'm quite, quite sorry if I offended you. They are delicious, but I would not gamble my well-being on another's opinion. So I will take my business elsewhere. I hope you find yourself a nice meal. Look, he yeah. flicks his wrist and the apple disappears. You do that. Good, good day. Wow, Crunk, that's twice in one day. You have a thing. I don't, you don't like it here in the Grand Bazaar, do you? Oh, I love it. It's one of my favorite places I've ever been. Okay, so I do like the approach of, you know, brushing off people who are trying to scam us. Um, maybe just, maybe just bring it down, bring down the murder vibes, like, you oh. know, just like a couple, just a couple steps, I think. Oh. And then, and then you're right on the money. I think you're right in the sweet spot. But still violence. Violence is a high motivator, I found. I would have to agree. I've read about that in books, at least. Sure, sure. Yeah, we can, you know, we'll keep workshopping it. Is it your Magus spell book? <laughs> Evocation <laughs> equals good. <laughs> Damage equals good. I have disintegrate in a question mark and then scratched off many times. <laughs> Where were we? Gingham, you had a weird vision. Elf, Dyrol, right. Okay. Fine. If we go take care of this elf, then can we please go eat, drink, and sleep? Yeah. You know what? I don't know why I'm taking orders from you anyway, but sure, let's go. Kingdom's just um, become the boss. <laughs> drunk. As a side note, I am deeply exhausted, but willing to go through with this. Well, we have to go help people who need help. 
right? Gingham? And may have information about the objects that we all happen to possess and who would potentially try to kill us if we tried to sleep tonight. That's a good point. Oh, thank you. <sighs> Very kind of you to point out. Jack starts walking toward the northeast. Is that where you said it was? Yep. All right. Hey, just keep your keep your eyes out. People get a little grabby at night in the Grand Bazaar. More than mm. the daytime, I mean. I see. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on each other. All right. Off toward Dyroll. Up towards Stirrup and Barding, correct? Yeah. Stirrup and Barding over here is towards the much less crowded part of town. So you guys arrive here. You don't see a lot, a lot of business out and about. You guys can see up over here, so up on the street, up to your left, you can see that there is the entrance to Stirrup and Barding, which does look abandoned. Windows are boarded up. Not much foot traffic, if any, at the moment. You can see the front door also looks boarded up, though actually, uh, go ahead and roll perceptions. Blind? Yes, please. You got it. Rolled. All of you noticed that it looks like the board that was boarding up the front door is broken. And Ooh. then you see the horse sign of stirrup and barding on the ground outside the door. That really is an ugly horse. <laughs> well, at least it's good to know that Aaron is an accurate artist. That's true. I should give him more credit. You guys noticed that broken board? Hmm, I didn't quite know what it was. Seems like someone forced their way in. Or out, I suppose. I see no running elf man, though, Gingham. Well, he was running, so he wouldn't be here now anymore, would he? Perhaps we should proceed with caution. Let's be clear. Are we going after the elf, or are we going into the building? Well, I thought we were going after the elf because he was running. I suppose since we're here already, though, we could maybe gather some information about potentially where he might be headed. What do you think? I suppose. I don't know. Let's flip a coin. What do you two think? Well, say heads is the elf. Tails, let's investigate the building. Jack pulls out a coin from his pocket. He flips the coin. It's tails. I guess we're going into the building. You have a cheating coin, don't you? I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. I have a predictable silver piece. Katie's face. She's like, oh, this rogue. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. What are you guys doing? I have you guys on this map. Feel free to wander about. The boarded up door is right here. And it looks like there may be another, a couple other entrances along the side. Mainly it looks like there's workshop entrance, a big sliding door. A little further up to the north. Well, Jack, I'm due to the armor. I'm not very quiet. Would you like to lead the way? and I'll be close by. Yeah, sure. Perhaps we just peer in the window. Yeah, yeah. I'll take a quick, quiet look around. Why don't you guys keep an eye out for any reason he may have been running? I'm going to just walk down the roadways and look down the alleyway while you look in the window. All right. Gingham, you gonna stay up there for now? No, I'll stay right here. Gingham gets down off of Krunk's shoulder. So we've created a bit of a 
triangle yep. formation. We have completely split the party now at this point. Only by mm-hmm. like 50 feet or so. Yeah. We're okay. May I roll a stealth chase? Yes, you may. I also want to do that, obviously, as yes, I'm approaching the building. May. Five. You just Five. have a flat, oh my gosh, yeah. no decks and untrained. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is not his strength. Clearly. <laughs> oh, Gingham with the nat one. Gingham has <laughs> summoned the boss of the campaign. Yeah, how do you make so much noise just standing there? <laughs> Made of cloth. Gingham was standing there, and then their mouth tilts back open like an alarm, and they just scream to the sky. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gingham's staying back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, Gingham's so Ging- staying there. <laughs> Gingham's being loud over here. Crunk is watching the alleyway over here, correct? That is correct. All right. And right, then, you loud people, stay away from me. And Jack, you're sneaking up to the boarded door here. Yeah, correct? would you like me to roll blind or, or just... No, you can roll um, public, that's fine. All right, stealth. Creeping up to the door to take a peek in. Oh my gosh, so low <laughs> for me. The so 24. What is happening? I rolled a two, that was a 24 total. All right. Oh, so, dang it, I should have just... I keep forgetting I have assurance... Because I never take that feat, and I have it in stealth. I need to remember that. I'll try and remind you next time. All right, Crunk, you're over by the alleyway. There's, like, nobody around. It's pretty calm here at the moment. All you hear is off to the north. You hear, like, a donkey noise. or (laughs) Gingham, you're chilling back there. Nothing new. Jack, as you peek in through the cracks of this open door, you can see inside a little bit. The stable's interior is dim and drafty. Several supplies are stacked in one corner near a cold fireplace with an enormous anvil next to it. A few blacksmith's tools hang on the wall. A small door to an interior room has a bit of light beneath it. A large wheelbarrow sits near the door. Its lower half is a complex clockwork-like contraption with a single large metal wheel and a pair of handles affixed with leather straps. And its upper half appears to be a colorful miniature shop with its walls and roof lines set with dozens of hinges and latches. And noticeably, Jack, when you peek in here, you see that dim light under the door, which is like just around the corner to the right once you walk in. The light goes out. Okay. Crunk, you can see that there's like a window over here. You can see that it was lit, creaking, uh, creeping through the boarded windows, and you saw the light go out. Okay. That is presently the only sign of potential life at the moment, right? Right. Okay. Is this broken board such that I can that I can enter through this doorway? Okay. Yeah. I think I'm not going to yet. I'm going to instead I think I want to take a quiet lap around the building first. Okay. Yeah. That is it. permitted. Walk your that. token around. We'll tell you what you see. Okay. Do you have dark vision, Jack? I I do. Oh, yes. I ha- So it's dark now, I suppose. So Jack's one green eye, his left eye, is now glowing. Not brightly, but kind of like, think of like a glow stick or something. Just enough that it's a little eerie. It's probably pretty noticeable at night. But yes, he has hag sight. Excellent. Go ahead and roll me a perception as you walk by that boarded up window then. Okay. 
Oh, so low. 25. It's dark and it's hard to see through the boarded windows, so you don't really see anything. But you do see that there's no longer any light coming from that room. Mm, you know what? Can I use my hero point? Oh, you're going to use your hero point? I'm going to use my last hero point that I've got for this session. Yep, let's do it. Uh, 31. Better. That's better. A 31. Now, when dark vision kicks in, right, you see kind of like in black and white. Mm-hmm. You can see it's hard to see what's going on in this room. It looks like it's maybe some kind of storage room or pantry or maybe holding some tools. But you can see that there is some kind of figure that is moving ever so slightly. It looks like somebody is hiding underneath some kind of blanket or cloak in the middle of the room. On the ground, some sort of cloth move, and it looks like somebody's underneath of it. Okay. Jack actually finds this encouraging, because probably whoever is inside is maybe scared, rather than wanting to ambush, because that's not really a position to ambush from. Tori is monologuing Jack's thoughts. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. He'll just... Oh, is this a fence here? Yeah, so as you walk by this right here, this is a maintenance entrance or a workshop entrance like a big sliding door looks like it's boarded up as well and that still looks well boarded up okay and as you walk around to the back there you can see that the wide weedy paddock next to the stirrup and barding has a sturdy wooden fence and a gate to the main road a single donkey lazily chews the weeds within there's the donkey right over there okay yeah i think at this point jack will slip back over Toward Crunk. For fun, he's going to try and sneak up on Crunk. Oh, Crunk's been pretty intently watching Jack. Oh, okay. That'd okay. Be difficult. Then he will walk up. There's someone hiding inside, or I guess something, but I got, I got like fear vibes instead of ambushy vibes. They <sighs> thought that they would be hidden if they just threw a blanket over themselves in the middle of the room. That is so cute. Also, I saw a wheelbarrow that looks like half of a store or something, so I think this is the right place. Maybe... It must be Darnell. It's Dyrol, but Uh. he maybe ran away and is maybe back. I don't know. Well, he said if he was ever going to hide somewhere, this would be it. So this is just probably him hiding. He was running to the place. That makes a lot more sense. Okay. Oh, I guess we better go get Gingham. (sighs) I'm just going to turn and just go... I don't even know if that sounds picked up on the mic. It did. It did. Okay, it good. Did. That's amazing. The Gingham's that one is they've been crafting things very loudly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, puts everything back in pockets, runs over. But now that our cover is thoroughly blown, I think we can just go ahead and walk in. I didn't mean to. Oh, no, I'm sure that it's fine if you didn't mean to. Come along. I'll carry you once again. Upsies. <laughs> Are you sure? Upsies. Perhaps I should watch the window to make sure he doesn't jump out. That might be a good idea, actually. If that guy's already scared, it might not help to see a hulking flesh warp like yourself, Crunk, come barreling into the room. What could you possibly be asserting? Well, you're pretty good at scaring people. I think we've established that. Me? You literally threatened to tear off a man's arm and beat him him with it. 
Yeah, it's just kind of your whole... Say it. Vibe. Hmm. You're walking around with heavy armor. You have a sword? An or axe. A, an axe on your back. And you're like at least three feet taller than most of the people around here. Don't you have a bastard sword? Oh, maybe I have a bastard sword. That's very possible. I have a very jagged looking bastard sword. Jack, I, I'm i just fucking with you. Oh, I didn't realize you joked. All right. <laughs> Good to know. Some people say I'm funny, but I guess not you. That's fine. Um, Gingham, go with Jack. Oh, just okay. you know, for backup in case something happens in there. Oh, we could do that. Gingham pulls a small axe off their back. That's really unsettling. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking this isn't actually better. Crack said back up. Whatever. And, okay. Jack will duck into the doorway. You guys can roll perceptions here if you would like. I would like 35 for Jack. All right, 35. <laughs> <laughs> Second crit <laughs> fail. That one's everywhere. Gingham, you're there. <laughs> I wanted to roll too, but I rolled garbage, so I didn't say anything. Did Gingham get a little snagged on the boards coming well, through the doorway? See, Gingham's dwelling on being an acquaintance and wants to be a friend. Oh, <laughs> we met today. I know. Give it three more days, and you'll also oh, be a best friend. That's true. Yeah. Jack has like seven days on you. Mm-hmm. That would be funny. They're they're thinking of that though, and then get snagged on like a nail on the bottom of the door. So you guys pop in there, Gingham. You're you're a little distracted by that. Crunk, you said you wanted to roll. Yeah, I wanted to look through the window, but I only got a 20. You can see through some cracks, but just vaguely. There's not a lot that you can see through from that vantage point. Jack, as you get in there, you can see that this is some kind of old abandoned forge. Looks like there's a lot of old tools and pretty basic mundane things. The things that stand out is there is this very fancy wheelbarrow here that looks like it is some kind of transforming wheelbarrow into a store. And it is just packed full of Haro cards. So many Haro cards. And then also notably, over here on the wall, there is a symbol of the Post Guard, which is Eastgate's neighborhood guard. You'd recognize it. You've seen it around the Grand Bazaar. So it looks like a crest of somebody who served. And next to that crest, there is a mounted spear that is shimmering, clearly looks magical and of very high quality. And there's also a little coin hanging on a string on the wall. And then you also hear from a door to your right over here, you hear very softly, oh, shit, 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 shit. Hmm, how to proceed here? Okay, so wheelbarrow with a bunch of cards in it. There's a, a coin hanging on the wall. And what was, sorry, what was the other magic thing on the wall? A spear. A spear. Huh. Okay, Jack will first glance at the cards in the wheelbarrow. It is a lot of different Haro cards. They're like You've seen Haro cards around, right? Yeah, he's, he wants to see if there are any that have the same kind of art style as the rare ones that they've been running into. 
There is not. There is a lot of pretty wild out there arts, and a lot of these look maybe rare and special. They're not like just your standard Haro cards you see anywhere else. But none of them look quite as beautiful and mystical as the cards that you've been finding. And none of them are speaking to me in my brain. Nope. Okay. Good test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta listen to the brain speak. And and then I will slip over to the coin hanging on the wall and take a look at that. Fantastic. Yeah. Why don't you roll me a arcana? Oh. Or a craft. <laughs> I think I think we have established that whenever possible, Jack is not going to roll crafting. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll hang him over. <laughs> I'll see how I do on the arcana. That's only a 19. Looks like some sort of magical coin. It looks like a talisman of some sort, but you don't know what it is. Okay. As for the spear, these are pretty common runes that are on this spear. You can tell that it is a plus two striking mithril long spear. Wow. Okay. It is worth 2,680 gold. Okay. Before knocking on the bedroom door, Jack is going to slip back over to Gingham, quickly unhook Gingham's clothing from the door or the nail that they were snagged on. There's some kind of weird magic coin thing. It kind of looks like the crap that you make over there on the wall, if you want to take a look. Also, that spear looks magic as all hell. As this gets pointed out to you, Gingham, you immediately recognize this coin. It's a vanishing coin. It helps (gasps) stealth checks and initiative. Ooh. And it can also cast invisibility. Oh, Gingham's going to go take it off the wall. Oh, no, no. It's probably too high for Gingham to reach, being only a foot tall. No, it's actually hanging pretty low. <gasps> Gingham's going to take it off. Oh, what's it I do? I make these. So it makes you invisible. And that's what it does. That seems handy. Do you want it? Oh, uh, sure, if you insist. I I mean, I guess. It's in Jack's inventory. Here you go. <laughs> Jack will take it without another word. And slip it in his pocket. Well, I can make more of those. Really? I, I can. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but maybe. But it's really cool, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, I haven't seen it work yet, but I'm assuming it is really cool. There's a guy panicking in that room over there. Um, I think I'm going to go deal with that. Oh, no, 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 no. You heard me. You heard me. Hey, stay out. I'm oh. dangerous, okay? Look, <gasps> man, I guarantee that I am probably more dangerous than you, but I also... Oh, why are you after me? I'm not. Uh, are you Dyrol? You don't need to know my name. Okay, Listen, I'm trying to be friendly here, and I'm going to continue on that track for the time being until you force me otherwise. So why don't you just come out? We can talk about this like grownups, and everything can go smooth. Can I make a diplomacy? diplomacy. Yeah. Yeah. I I want (laughs) to assist. (laughs) Yep, go for it. Oh, Jack's really nice. You do assist. Thank you. Can I assist, Chase? I'm just breathing on the glass from outside. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) No, no. It's motivation to get him to leave the room. Yeah. I'm starting drawing (laughs) smiley faces. Are you coming up behind the window, Crunk? Yeah, I was trying to see. I thought that's where the window was. No, the window's right here. Yeah, I'm supposed to be guarding the window. 
Okay. okay, cool. I'm rolling my diplomacy. It's a 32. 32. Fantastic. And you're making yourself known, Crunk? Well, I'm just trying to see in. Oh, yeah. So his face is pressed up against the, <laughs> the boards. Uh, he kind of panic looks back. You see him peek out from under his cloak, Crunk. You have dark vision, right, Crunk? I think so. Let's check. I can, Let's check I can go on my is. character sheet. I was busy making oh, a face. You guys. <laughs> you know what I should have done? Dark vision. Yes. What? I just, it's too late now. But I should have impersonated Aaron. Oh, that would have been so good. That would have made that diplomacy not needed to be rolled. Yeah, that's okay. All right, you hear somebody step forward and you see them creak and peek open the door. Gingham, when you see this gentleman, this is the elf that you saw in your vision. Is that, is that the one, Gingham? So so you're not, you're not after me. You're you're not the ones. You were running. Oh yeah, I saw you running. What are you running from? No, 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 none of that, none of that. I, he looks exhausted and like a little bit disoriented. I just, I just want to get rid of this stupid card. Ever since I got this card, everything's gone wrong. And they're after me. And he steps forward out of the room up to Jack. You got to believe me. They're after me. You have to help me, please. Oh, what card? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you show us this card you're talking about? Crunk, you're outside, right? Yes, I am. Why don't you roll me a perception? Oh, poop. Secret? Nope. I wonder if this is bad for me or for you all. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I am rolling so know. bad tonight. 27. For the 27, you hear something on the roof. Like just soft little pitter patters, like maybe footsteps on the thatch roof. But more noticeably than that, what draws your attention is you hear some very heavy footsteps to the northeast and you can see off in the darkness you see some large figure running towards the building very quickly and every time their footstep hits the ground it looks like a little explosion of flame happens i do not want to face this alone <laughs> i'm so nervous for this picture whoa you see this figure the hottest over man I've ever seen in my life? Tell me more. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to face it alone? Oh, <laughs> What's his name? I want to well, meet him. You see him over here. You want to describe what he looks like? Besides being the hottest man you've ever seen? Yeah, so a picture a tiefling without a tail, orange skin, two prong horns, long, luscious, dark locks, a sharp and pointed goatee, very similar to Jafar. He has lightning coming from his fingers on one hand, and on the other, he's holding a double-edged battle axe that has red mist coming off of it. Mist? Really? Well, it could be blood, I suppose. <laughs> I get uh, It's probably blood. And But his face looks like... He just really loves what he does. He looks excited. He looks like killing's his game and he's here to play. <laughs> Fantastic. He is running full speed towards this uh, workshop door. Are you doing anything, Crunk? Well, this might be a little bit shameful. This workshop door right here? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go try and intervene. I'm going to shout, Gonna run to charge. Wait, what did you shout? I shouted Jack's name. Okay, you shout Jack, and right as you're shouting Jack, 
This man has a big smile and shouts, Dyro! And then looks very surprised to see you intercepting. Jack and Gingham, as you're discussing with Dyrol inside, you hear a very loud thud on the roof, and several figures come dropping down from the ceiling surrounding you all, and a bunch of thatch roof goes falling through as if they had broken through the roof. First off, this drops down right here. Tori, why don't you describe that? What uh -uh. the... What? <laughs> I had the where, better description, where, Tori. Where, where do I start with this? Okay. <laughs> How many limbs does it have? That it, seems like a good spot. Yeah, okay. So that's good. It has four arms. Each one has a just really wicked looking twisty dagger in it. Its arms also seem to be coiled in what appears to be thorns or perhaps barbed wire. So that's a neat fashion accessory. It is mostly unclothed, save for like a red raggedy cloak that's torn and tattered. And it, it's hiding its face. Its face is just like total shadow with two green glowing eyes. And then it has these pale, long, almost werewolfy legs. The feet are really long and they have these awful toenail claws on them. And yeah, it looks generally like killing is its game except it doesn't have fun. It doesn't know what fun is. It's just here to kill. That drops down right next to Gingham and Jack, two figures that are cloaked in black armor with black masks. Katie, you can give us a better description of these two. Yeah, they look like Jack, but... <laughs> but way less cool. But way cooler was oh. what I was gonna say. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all dressed black leathers, very sleek, both wielding bows with black bandanas tied over their face. And they they look female presenting with the hair tied back, but masks on faces. And they just look like they're ready to kill, but it's just concentrated. They were hired. Yeah, probably. yeah. It looks like it's I, not really it, their game. It's their it, job. It's, it, yeah, it's not game. It's job paid money. Probably these guys. So. Yes, indeed. So three figures drop to the ceiling with murderous intent. Jack and Gingham, you hear Crunk yell, Jack! And then you hear some unfamiliar voice yell, Dyro! And that's where we'll go ahead and end the session. Uh, stress! Uh -oh. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please share your thoughts with us in review and maybe tell a fellow geek about it. If you like what we do and want more, you can find all of our links in the show notes, including our YouTube, where we've posted all of our actual play videos. You can also show your support by purchasing dice and accessories from Fanroll Dice with the coupon code LEVEL1GEEK for 10% off. Now, go take a long rest, drink plenty of water, and we'll catch you next time. Oh, hang on a second. Let me put my dog out of the room because she's scratching the carpet. One sec. I think those are books. Oh, piles are of they? books. Those are books. Who piles books? I do. Oh. Is that a weird thing to do? Yeah, I think so.
Yeah, they have all the different accents for GPS. They should make a nerd voice for one of those. Right? Um, Actually, you need to turn right up here. Uh, but you didn't turn when I told you to, so actually...